Welcome to the I Tell the Truth Even When I Lie podcast, where black leadership and black entrepreneurship is encouraged and being unapologetically Afro-Latino is authorized with your host, Luis Martinez. Hey, and welcome to another episode of I Tell the Truth Even When I Lie. I want to thank everyone for joining in again to my podcast um, when I talk about black entrepreneurship and black leadership and trying to promote that throughout the San Diego area and so Southern California and across the country as well. And so um, just a quick update. Um, I'm on the verge within the next two weeks of um, getting a YouTube channel and vlogging and um, doing the interviews of different people that you should get to know in the San Diego area as far as um, entrepreneurship and big business. And so um, look out for that. that. That's coming very shortly. Um, so um, let's get right into it. Um, there's a couple things that I want to discuss with you guys right now. And so first I'm going to talk about um, organization as far as like in the community. And so organization in a particular business setting is very important. And so you want to make the community feel at ease about, you know, the new shopping mall or the new coffee shop or anything of that magnitude. Okay. So you want to put it in a, in a way or organize the store in a way where it has easy access for disabled people or, um, you know, just people if, if they have special needs. And so in this case, if you decide that you want to build the business or um, build something like a, you know, something that's a social gathering kind of place for um, minorities in the community, then you have to cater to that community in the sense of where um, their needs are met. You know, if you go to, you know, mostly white neighborhoods and, you know, they're going to have an abundance of organic and fresh produce. And so the community wants that and the community is active in getting that. And so um, that is a priority in certain communities when it comes to produce. So I say this to say that it's very important of an organization and how things are set up in a store in the black community, black and Latino community, any kind of urban setting. And so recently I went to a supermarket and in the neighborhood and in, you know, the hood and maybe, you know, it's always been there or the organization, how things are set up. And maybe it's always been there and I never noticed, but, um, you know, I'm a little more aware and a, a little bit more have um, social intelligence when it comes to other people and their feelings and their needs and how they might perceive things. And so I say this to say that I went into the supermarket and I immediately did not like what I saw. Um, first off, they had like, it, it looked like barricades or like, um, you know, jail bars, you know, around the perimeter of the, um, the door. And so it reached all the way from the sliding doors all the way to the end of the cash registers. And so that was already, I was kind of put off by that. Like it was like some high security system or something like that. And so people don't want to feel 
prisoners in their own community. And so th- this is one of the things that, you know, I think other people that live outside of the community or never lived in a community like that probably put in place not taking into consideration the psychological aspects of it. And so, um, so that's one thing I didn't, I couldn't, I just didn't like. Another thing was the produce, you know, and I don't know if the community has a need for it. Um, I understand that organic and fresh produce comes at a cost, but there has to be some way where um, community leaders um, and actual um, farms, because, you know, we live in California, and so um, there are plenty of farms and there are plenty of... um, farms across California that would love nothing more than to um, maybe come up with some type of understanding or um, some type of leverage to where um, people in the community can have access to those organic and fresh produce. Um, I believe that the food is killing us and I don't want to get too health conscious here, but um, they have no problem putting fast food and other um, dangerous stuff in restaurants in the community, but when it comes to fresh produce, they they will not make the initiative to make, to get the ball rolling on that one. So um, we might have to have some kind of um, um, advocacy for that part, um, which I personally don't have a problem with um, promoting. Um, so I think that should be a priority of the community. Now, another thing that kind of turned me off as well was when I tried to leave, you know, there was nothing that I didn't really like in there. I, I mainly went in there to get produce, and obviously the produce was not to my liking. I mean, it was moldy, and it was it just didn't look presentable. And it was the produce in the supermarket in general. So it wasn't just like banana. It was everything, you know, even down to the lettuce and all that stuff. So... I didn't really like what I saw, so I left. And so when I tried to leave through, like, um, I guess one of the, like, empty cash registers or whatever, you know, usually when you go into a supermarket and, you know, there may be, like, a one-way, one-way-out kind of thing where you go through the empty um, cash registers that they're not using and just walk out. Well, in this case, they had the chains attached to it with the cart, the shopping carts. So... I mean, there was no way anybody could um, get through that. And that's kind of a jail mentality. And that that's another thing that kind of irritated me, that why it's like you're subconsciously treating the people like they're less than and not understanding the psychological damage that they're doing to little children that are going into the store. So now you're telling them that everywhere they go... <coughs> It's a jail mentality. It's a closed mindset. And so um, I'm actually going to talk to someone about that, that that needs to change. And I don't think people are understanding the psychological aspects of that. And I know someone that's um, very high ranking as far as like um, that particular store and I'm going to address that with them because I feel that that is just that is unacceptable. That's just unacceptable. And so we have to understand the actual 
psychological things that people outside of the community plant in the community without the community's blessing or having the cultural intelligence to understand what the community needs. And so we need more people from those, you know, lower socioeconomic communities to stand up and not be about money, not be about um, bureaucracy or who's in whose pocket. We just want to make it right. Make it right. Make it so someone that lives in a lower socioeconomic community has the same access to proper nutrition and good produce, you know, organic and fresh produce. So I think that's kind of my rant on that. And so next topic that I want to discuss is somewhat controversial and it's me kind of getting on. Um, I have a lot to say about some of the black men that live here in San Diego. And um, I'm just going to be blunt about it. Um, black men, there's a lot of black men here that are doing the damn thing that are, you know, they have, you know, podcasts or shows or, you know, corporations and companies and running different things. And that's great. And, you know, we, we, we need that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, I'm here to let you guys know that you guys are bringing value to organizations and, you know, communities, you know, that, you know, that want that information. But a lot of you guys are not giving value to um, your community that you either came from or your kinfolk and your people. And <clears throat> I know I talked with, you know, on the um, Tech Minority Report uh, podcast, um, which you can also catch on iTunes that I'm a co-host with H. Puentes, that I know he is in the, in the belief of that's kind of too much pressure on one man. And I understand it. And when I when I see him next time, I'm going to make it a point of reference to tell him that that he's never walked a mile in this skin, in these shoes. And that's no disrespect to him, per se. You know what I mean? I love him. He's, you know what I'm saying, he's a good man. And, and, and you know, he provided a, a, a platform for myself, which I'm greatly appreciative of. <clears throat> but facts is facts. Okay. That pressure is warranted. There's too many brothers out here. Oh, they're going into that community, that community. That's great, but what about your own? What about your people? It's okay to just look at them and 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 downgrade them and and just you know look at them like they ain't shit. And I'm kind of sick of it. You know, everybody want to be PC. Everybody want to be. Be cool about it. I, I mean, that's I'm I'm done with all that. Where where's your desire to teach the next man that was in your position before? Because you don't know what you know now. You didn't know five, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. You know, maybe your your maybe your mama was working two jobs or you know working a long shift. You know what I'm saying? And you guys were struggling and, you know, the hard night life. You know, everyone has a story. 
But um, there's nothing wrong with giving back to your community. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I see brothers, you know, on IG and, 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 and Facebook, you know, they're doing their thing, but it don't mean shit because you're not sharing the information with your brothers and sisters. You're not. You know, and I'm just come out and say it. It's a lot of motherfuckers out here cooning. You know, I know y'all don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? This is my platform, so I'm I'm gonna be a little more direct and militant than I am on the, on the other podcast. Man, I'm gonna just be straight up. It's, it's a lot of y'all cooning, a lot of y'all cooning, and having no shame about it. And I don't have a problem telling you in your face, you cooning, bruh. You holding the information and not giving it to people who need it. I can't stand that shit. It's time. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. You know. It was a situation that that happened a while ago where you know a brother you know he had his little show or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And the people that were doing the show with him, they brought they were at an African American event. Okay. It was ran by African Americans, okay? They came, they did their thing, and they bounced. There was a whole bunch of aspiring entrepreneurs and people who had businesses, and they walked up, they just said their hellos, and bounced, giving no value, no nothing whatsoever. And then going to the black event, oh, because I got black skin. Like, let me, let me, let me just lay it on thick right now. Just because you got the skin, that doesn't mean that you're down with the cause. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. They're like, ooh, like he's just being crazy. He's talking anything, but it's facts. And you know who you are. And I know who you are. That don't mean we can't do business together or you may have a change of heart. I don't know. I don't know some of these brothers. I just go by what I see and what you post. So, you know, I don't want to keep rambling on about that, but that's just something that really bothers me. You got brothers out here not having the confidence to go out there in the world and do shit and change shit. And you over here just looking at them crazy, not dropping jewels. You know what I'm saying? Not helping nobody out. But at the same time, making them feel that it's worth it. To go ahead and change things. So that's my that's my rant on that. That that I'm I'm getting sick of this shit. And I know it's San Diego, and you know everybody wants to play the oh you know we're all inclusive and everything. You, you know inclusive is 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 cool. Like I love inclusiveness. It's needed. But at the same time, I I feel that we need to talk about empowerment. We don't need to be in moral victories. And so, 
But um, yeah. So that's what I'm gonna rant about on that. So black men that live in San Diego, we need to get our shit together. Really do. We need to start sharing the information with our own collectively. Have conferences about our own needs, about our own issues, because our issues are are, are different than let's say in Asian communities or um, the Vietnamese community or the white community. It's different. Doesn't mean that we can't collaborate because I love everyone. I want to collaborate with everybody, and I make it my point of emphasis to make friends with everybody. I just want to be clear. I don't want nobody misquoting me and talking about I'm on some Malcolm X. I, I hate this and that. No, I love everybody. But I got a special place in my heart for my own kind that I probably have more. I've gained now in the last two years than ever. And I see the error in our ways because I come from the gutter. I come from the projects. I done seen the crabs in the barrel situation. I lived through it. You know? I had to cut off friends because of this shit. And I still love them. I'm still fighting for them, even though they may not want to talk to me because they feel I changed. But I'm fighting for them. That's why I'm so passionate about this shit. Because I know there's some 16, 18, 21, 23-year-old that was just like me, not knowing what to do. The only way I felt that I could you know, succeed at anything in life was if I played basketball. I thought the only way I was going to college was by playing basketball. I thought the only chance I had to get out of my situation was playing basketball. And there's other ways, and I want to show them how to do that. But if we but we can't just hold the information in on some selfish shit. You know what I mean? You gotta be able to get on that phone and call someone and be like, hey, you know, I got this going on. You should meet this person. They doing big things, blah, blah, blah. Do that. Make the connections. And do it right. That's another thing. Cause we'll do something, but then we won't do it right. You know, so that's my rant on that. And so, you know, y'all can have your own opinions about that later. But um, so the last thing that I want to kind of get in touch about is I'm going to talk about the situation. Well, it was not really a situation, a situation that happened, I think, last year or a year and a half ago or whatever. But, you know, I had a family member put a post up about... um. Safari. So for for that for those that don't know in hip hop, <laughs> you know, there's a producer and a songwriter named Safari Dan, uh Daniels, I believe his name his last name is, but Safari for those that that know. Um he was he's ex boyfriend of Nicki Minaj or whatever. So, you know, it was a situation, I forgot what awards show in LA, but he got jumped by a couple of peop uh, people from Meek Mill's entourage, and so um, one of my one of my peoples or whatever, they put up a post about it and saying that yo, like I don't know why he ran and 
You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to stand up. Whatever. That's cool. And so I actually got into a, I wouldn't say a back and forth, but a, a discussion with someone on, on, on Facebook about it. And he was talking about, yo, you're not supposed to leave your mans and, and blah, blah, blah on some nigga shit. That's cool. So I feel like, and this has been talked about in many avenues, but for people in my circle, I never really discussed it until just now. So I'm going to get into that. And I feel like the younger generation, they have this misconception about what's real and what's not. You know, you got a lot of young black men walking around talking about, yo, I'm a real nigga. I'm a real nigga. I'm a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? And um, they don't understand the difference between a real nigga and a real man. You know what I'm saying? And... I hate to almost say this because, you know, this is something that I even struggle with, you know, in, in at times. But, you know, we have to learn how to be men, like, you know, do adult things. And it goes back to hip hop. You know, hip hop, you know, we have a growing up problem. If you listen to a lot, there's a lot of rappers, right, that are older than you think. That are 37, 38, 42, 43, still rhyming about bitches and hoes. And I use that term loosely. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, dog, you 45. You still talking that shit? You still, you still, that's your agenda? Like, you made an album at 45 about bitches. Like, are you serious? Like, that's where we at. You 45. I understand, you know, you 22, 23, you young and, you know, all this other crap. It's cool. I mean, hey, we all been young, so I ain't knocking your hustle. You know what I mean? But come on, it's, it's 45-year-olds that's making this music too. It's not just the young ones. So we got a growing up problem in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And um, it translates over to the streets. And so there's young men who who confuse, you know, real manhood and 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 this this false bravado of masculinity that goes on, you know. And I give you a perfect example. So there's this thing with snitching. So the young generation, I feel, they have this thing mixed up with snitching because they think that Snitching is, so for example, if you and your mans go and rob a bank, okay, and there's a lady there minding her own business trying to, you know, put in the deposit or whatever. She don't know you from a hole in the wall. Okay, you two go in, all right, you rob the place. And then she goes to the cops when the cops come and they question everybody. And she tells the cops, yeah, there were two guys. And she points you two out. That is not snitching. Let me repeat that again. That is not snitching. I'm going to tell you what is snitching. Snitching is when you and your mans go rob the bank, okay, so if it's me and someone else, we go and rob the bank and then the cops talk to me and I say, oh, yeah, me and this guy did it. He was in on it. 
That is snitching. And people don't know the difference. And what happens is the OGs are not schooling the young black men because of, we could talk about many things, the fathers not being there, the, the, the school to prison pipeline. We could talk about all that good stuff. But they're not, there's not enough men that are teaching these younger men, young men, these things in the way of how things work as a grown adult male. Especially as a black man. And then you have 45 and 50 year olds who run around here thinking they're 22. Because they never had a grown man or an OG, a real OG. Not an OG street nigga who just be just saying anything. I'm talking about an OG who, who basically is... Talking to them about being a grown adult male. When it's time to handle business, it's time to handle business. So we gotta get better at that as a as a whole. You know what I'm saying? We got this is why I'm so passionate about you know helping the young men in our community prosper. Because they don't know. They think they know. They think, you know, they live in a cocoon. I understand it. You know what I'm saying? When I was 20 years old in Brooklyn and, you know what I'm saying, things were hectic out there in the street. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't know what was going on. You know what I'm saying? My parents, you know, they was doing their thing, working and, and providing for us and everything. But I had to, you know, navigate through the streets on my own. You know what I'm saying? My parents didn't have, you know, time to, to school me on that. You know what I'm saying? So I had to learn shit on my own. And... It's hard when you don't have a... I'm not saying you can't make it if you don't have a male influence, but it makes the journey much more difficult. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, that's what I want to talk about because we got to get ourselves together and teach these young men and women too. I don't want to exclude the women in this situation because as a young, as young black women... A lot of times they get misconstrued about what's a real woman and what's a bad bitch. Same concept, you know. And if you want to um, kind of understand that dynamic, I suggest you listen to um, Lupe Fiasco's song um, "Bad Bitch." That's a great song, and it talks about you know how women they confuse the bad bitch and how that. Per, you know, pertains itself to relationships and how that transpires because, you know, there's not a, a father around. And so, obviously, in the black community, that's a huge issue. And so, we just got to get better. We just we just got to get better. We it's, it's about knowledge. First, it's about knowing. Once you know, now there's information that you know, then the next step is applying that information to something tangible. And so that's what we got. That's the next step. All right. We know about the prison. I mean, the school, the prison pipeline. We know about the discrimination. We know about the racism. We know about all that. We know about the, the unemployment for black men is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's Even if you do have a degree, it, it, it's ridiculous. And so... Um, we just have to 
work together in order to get our community to respect us and see us as grown adults and not children and dependents. So, um, that's my rant on that. And, um, and so I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I know I was going off the handles and everything, but these are things that I really wanted to talk about and discuss. And these are all connected, um, as far as black entrepreneurship. The reason why this all this intertwines with black entrepreneurship is because you have to have the mindset of a black entrepreneur and understand that um, there's a mindset that goes with that. So you have to clear out all misconceptions, all things that you may think you know, but don't. And so the mindset got to be right. So once we break down these actual situations, okay, then I could kind of move forward with the actual entrepreneurship part. But first, a lot of episodes is going to be focused on the psychological mind. And when I talk about this, I'm including myself in this. So this is not something that I'm just I'm just spitting and not trying to put into not trying to incorporate into my life. I'm trying to incorporate these thoughts and these feelings into my life and actions. So the same thing that I'm telling you, the struggles and everything, I struggle with also. And I and I try and I'm working on that to make myself a better man and you know, better boyfriend and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Better hope you know, maybe maybe a better husband. I don't know. I'm not on that level, you know. But it is what it is. So I you know, I just want to prepare myself for all levels of you know, being with a woman just in case I may decide to go down, you know, that road and have kids. And, you know, I want my kids to look up to me and to say, you know, my father, he's a good man. And, you know, he inspired me. You know, I want my I want my hero to be my daddy. You know what I'm saying? I want that. And so that's what I'm working on, you know, as myself and seeing where I want to go with that. And so I believe other black men should work on themselves with that as well and find out what they want. You know what I'm saying? And if they're already there, they should work on themselves every day to, you know, make sure that their kids, you know, do look up to them and their kids, you know, are the heroes and or look at them as heroes or whatever. So, but, um... Thank you for joining um, my podcast. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to have other videos on probably starting next week. Um, right now, the YouTube channel is Luis Martinez MSOL. Again, that's Luis Martinez MSOL. And um, you can also find me on Instagram, Lucito the underscore entrepreneur. And you can also find me on Facebook, Luis Martinez, if you don't have me there already. Um, So just look out for the next episode. Um, Right now, the new episode of the Tech Minority Report is on. So check that out right now on iTunes. I co-host with um, Nate Turnbull and H. Puentes. So check that out. And I'll see you guys later. Peace. 
Hey, and welcome to another episode of I Tell the Truth Even When I Lie. I want to thank everyone for joining in again to my podcast. Um, when I talk about black entrepreneurship and black leadership and trying to promote that throughout the San Diego area and so Southern California and across the country as well. And so um, just a quick update. Um, I'm on the verge within the next two weeks of um, getting a YouTube channel and vlogging and um, doing the interviews of different people that you should get to know in the San Diego area as far as um, entrepreneurship and big business. And so um, look out for that. that. That's coming very shortly. Um, so um, let's get right into it. Um, there's a couple things that I'm going to discuss with you guys right now. And so first I'm going to talk about um, organization as far as like in the community. And so organization in a particular business setting is very important. And so you want to make the community feel at ease about, you know, the new shopping mall or the new coffee shop or anything of that magnitude. Okay, so you want to put it in a, in a way or organize the store in a way where it has easy access for disabled people or, um, you know, just people if, if they have special needs. And so in this case, if you decide that you want to build a business or um, build something like a, you know, something that's a social gathering kind of place for um, minorities in the community, then you have to cater to that community in the sense of where um, their needs are met. You know, if you go to, you know, mostly white neighborhoods and, you know, they're going to have an abundance of organic and fresh produce. And so the community wants that and the community is active in getting that. And so um, that is a priority in certain communities when it comes to produce. So I say this to say that it's very important of an organization and how things are set up in a store in the black community, black and Latino community, any kind of urban setting. And so recently I went to a supermarket and in the neighborhood and in, in, you know, the hood and maybe, you know, it's always been there or the organization, how things are set up. And maybe it's always been there and I never noticed, but, um, you know, I'm a little more aware and a, a little bit more have, um, social intelligence when it comes to other people and their feelings and their needs and how they might perceive things. And so I say this to say that I went into the supermarket and I immediately did not like what I saw. Um, first off they had like, it, it looked like barricades or like, um, you know, jail bars, you know, around the perimeter of the, um, the door. And so it reached all the way from the sliding doors all the way to the end of the cash registers. And so that was already, I was kind of put off by that. Like it was like some high security system or something like that. And so people don't want to feel prisoners in their own community. And so th this is one of the things that, you know, I think other people that live outside of the community or never lived in a community like that 
probably put in place not taking into consideration the psychological aspects of it and so um so that's one thing i didn't i couldn't i just didn't like another thing was the produce you know and i don't know if the community has a need for it um, I understand that organic and fresh produce comes at a cost, but there has to be some way where um, community leaders um, and actual um, farms, because, you know, I, we live in California. And so um, there are plenty of farms and there are plenty of um, farms across California that would love nothing more than to um, maybe come up with some type of of understanding or um, some type of leverage to where um, people in the community can have access to those organic and fresh produce. Um, I believe that the food is killing us and I don't want to get too health conscious here, but um, they have no problem putting fast food and other um dangerous stuff in restaurants in the community but when it comes to fresh produce they they will not make the initiative to make to get the ball rolling on that one so um we might have to have some kind of um um advocacy for that part um which i personally don't have a problem with um promoting um so i think that should be a priority of the community now, another thing that kind of turned me off as well was when I tried to leave, you know, there was nothing that I didn't really like in there. I, I mainly went in there to get produce, and obviously the produce was not to my liking. I mean, it was moldy, and it was it just didn't look presentable. And it was the produce in the supermarket in general. So it wasn't just like banana. It was everything, you know, even down to the lettuce and all that stuff. So... I didn't really like what I saw, so I left. And so when I tried to leave through, like, um, I guess one of the, like, empty cash registers or whatever, you know, usually when you go into a supermarket and, you know, there may be, like, a one-way, one-way-out kind of thing where you go through the empty um, cash registers that they're not using and just walk out. Well, in this case, they had the chains attached to it with the cart, the shopping carts. So... I mean, there was no way anybody could um, get through that. And that's kind of a jail mentality. And that that's another thing that kind of irritated me, that why it's like you're subconsciously treating the people like they're less than and not understanding the psychological damage that they're doing to little children that are going into the store. So now you're telling them that everywhere they go... <coughs> It's a jail mentality. It's a closed mindset. And so, um, I'm actually going to talk to someone about that, that that needs to change. And I don't think people are understanding the psychological aspects of that. And I know someone that's, um, very high ranking as far as like, um, that particular store and, I'm going to address that with them because I feel that that is just, that is unacceptable. That's just unacceptable. And so we have to understand the actual psychological things that people outside of the community plant in the community without the community's blessing or having the cultural intelligence to understand what the community needs. And so we need more people 
from those, you know, lower socioeconomic communities to stand up and not be about money, not be about um, bureaucracy or who's in whose pocket. We just, we just want to make it right. Make it right. Make it so someone that lives in a lower socioeconomic community has the same access to proper nutrition and good produce. You know, organic and fresh produce. So I think that's kind of my rant on that. And so next topic that I want to discuss is somewhat controversial. And it's me kind of getting on. um, I have a lot to say about some of the black men that live here in San Diego. And um, I'm just going to be blunt about it. Um, black men, there's a lot of black men here that are doing the damn thing that are, you know, they have, you know, podcasts or shows or, you know, corporations and companies and running different things. And that's great. And, you know, we, we, we need that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, I'm here to let you guys know that you guys are bringing value to organizations and, you know, communities, you know, that, you know, that want that information. But a lot of you guys are not giving value to, um, your community that you either came from or your kinfolk and your people. And I know I talked with, you know, on the, um, tech minority report, uh, podcast, um, which you can also catch on iTunes that I'm a co-host with H Puentes that I know he is in the, in the belief of that's kind of too much pressure on one man. And I understand it. And when I, when I see him next time, I'm going to make it a point of reference to tell him that, that he's never walked a mile in this skin, in these shoes. And that's no disrespect to him per se. You know what I mean? I love him. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's a good man, and, and, and you know, he provided a, a, a platform for myself, which I'm greatly appreciative of. <clears throat> but facts is facts, okay? That pressure is warranted. There's too many brothers out here. Oh, they're going into that community, that community. That's great, but what about your own? What about your people? It's okay to just look at them and 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 downgrade them and and just you know look at them like they ain't shit and I'm kind of sick of it you know everybody want to be PC everybody want to be be cool about it I, I mean that's I'm, I'm done with all that Where, where's your desire to teach the next man that was in your position before because you don't know what you know now you didn't know 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know? Maybe your, your, maybe your mama was working two jobs or, you know, working a long shift, you know what I'm saying? And you guys were struggling and, you know, the hard night life. You know, everyone has a story. But um, there's nothing wrong with giving back to your community. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I see brothers, you know, on IG and, 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 and Facebook, you know, 
They're doing their thing, but it don't mean shit because you're not sharing the information with your brothers and sisters. You're not. You know, and I'm just come out and say it. It's a lot of motherfuckers out here cooning. You know, I know y'all don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? This is my platform, so I'm I'm gonna be a little more direct and militant than I am on the, on the other podcast. But I'm gonna just be straight up. It's, it's a lot of y'all cooning. A lot of y'all cooning and having no shame about it. And I don't have a problem telling you in your face. You cooning, bruh. You holding the information and not giving it to people who need it. I can't stand that shit. It's time time for a change. It's time for a change. You know? It was a situation that, that happened a while ago where, you know, a brother, you know, he had his little show or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And the people that were doing the show with him, they brought, they were at an African-American event, okay? It was ran by African-Americans, okay? They came, they did their thing, and they bounced. There was a whole bunch of aspiring entrepreneurs and people who had businesses, and they walked up, they just said their hellos, and bounced, giving no value, no nothing whatsoever, And then going to the black event, oh, because I got black skin. Like, let me, let me, let me just lay it on thick right now. Just because you got the skin, that doesn't mean that you're down with the cause. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. They're like, ooh, like he's just being crazy. He's talking anything, but it's facts. And you know who you are. And I know who you are. That don't mean we can't do business together or you may have a change of heart. I don't know. I don't know some of these brothers. I just go by what I see and what you post. So, you know, I don't want to keep rambling on about that, but that's just something that really bothers me. You got brothers out here not having the confidence to go out there in the world and do shit and change shit. And you over here just looking at them crazy, not dropping jewels. You know what I'm saying? Not helping nobody out. But at the same time, making them feel that it's worth it. To go ahead and change things. So that's my that's my rant on that. That that I'm I'm getting sick of this shit. And I know it's San Diego, and you know everybody wants to play the oh you know we're all inclusive and everything. You, you know inclusive is 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 cool. Like I love inclusiveness. It's needed. But at the same time, I I feel that we need to talk about empowerment. We don't need to be in moral victories. And so... But, um... Yeah, so... That's what I'm gonna rant about on that. So, black men that live in San Diego... We need to get our shit together. 
really do. We need to start sharing the information with our own, collectively, have conferences about our own needs, about our own issues, because our issues are are, are different than, let's say, in Asian communities or um, the Vietnamese community or the white community. It's different. Doesn't mean that we can't collaborate because I love everyone. I want to collaborate with everybody. And I make it my point of emphasis to make friends with everybody. I just want to be clear. I don't want nobody misquoting me and talking about I'm on some Malcolm X. I, I hate this and that. No, I love everybody. But I got a special place in my heart for my own kind that I probably have more. I've gained now in the last two years than ever, and I see the error in our ways because I come from the gutter. I come from the projects. I done seen the crabs in the barrel situation. I lived through it. You know, I had to cut off friends because of this shit. And I still love them. I'm still fighting for them, even though they may not want to talk to me because they feel I changed. But I'm fighting for them. That's why I'm so passionate about this shit. Because I know there's some 16, 18, 21, 23-year-old that was just like me, not knowing what to do. The only way I felt that I could, you know, succeed at anything in life was if I played basketball. I thought the only way I was going to college was by playing basketball. I thought the only chance I had to get out of my situation was playing basketball. And there's other ways, and I want to show them how to do that. But if we but we can't just hold the information in on some selfish shit. You know what I mean? You gotta be able to get on that phone and call someone and be like, hey. You know, I got this going on. You should meet this person. They doing big things, blah, blah, blah. Do that. Make the connections. And do it right. That's another thing. Because we'll do something, but then we won't do it right. You know? So, that's my rant on that. And so, you know, y'all can have your own opinions about that later. But, um... So the last thing that I want to kind of get in touch about is I'm going to talk about the situation. Well, it's not really a situation. A situation that happened, I think, last year or a year and a half ago or whatever. But, you know, I had a family member put a post up about um, Safari. So for, for, that, for those that don't know in hip-hop, <laughs> you know, there's a producer... And a songwriter named Safari Daniels, I believe his name, his last name is. But Safari, for those that that know, um, he was he's ex boyfriend of Nicki Minaj or whatever. So you know, it was a situation. I forgot what awards show in L.A., but he got jumped by a couple of peop, uh, people from Meek Mill's entourage. And so um, one of my one of my peoples or whatever, they put up a post about it. And saying that, yo, like, I don't know why he ran and, you know what I'm saying, he's supposed to stand up. Whatever. That's cool. And so, I actually got into a, I wouldn't say a back and forth, but a, a discussion with someone on, on, on Facebook about it. And he was talking about, yo, you're not supposed to leave your mans and, 
and blah, blah, blah. On some nigga shit. That's cool. So I feel like, and this been talked about in many avenues, but for people in my circle, I never really discussed it until just now. So I'm going to get into that. And I feel like the younger generation, they have this misconception about what's real and what's not. You know, you got a lot of young black men walking around talking about, yo, I'm a real nigga. I'm a real nigga. I'm a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? And um, they don't understand the difference between a real nigga and a real man. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to almost say this because, you know, this is something that I even struggle with, you know, in, in at times. But, you know, we have to learn how to be men. Like, you know, do adult things. And it goes back to hip-hop. You know, hip-hop, you know, we have a growing up problem. If you listen to a lot, there's a lot of rappers, right, that are older than you think, that are 37, 38, 42, 43, still rhyming about bitches and hoes. And I use that term loosely. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, dog, you 45. You still talking that shit? You still, you still, that's your agenda? Like, you made an album at 45 about bitches, like, are you serious? Like, that's where we at? You 45? I understand, you know, you 22, 23, you young and, you know, all this other crap. It's cool. I mean, hey, we all been young, so I ain't knocking your hustle. You know what I mean? But, come on, it's, it's 45-year-olds that's making this music too. It's not just the young ones. So we got a growing up problem in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And um, it translates over to the streets. And so there's young men who who confuse, you know, real manhood and 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 this this false bravado of masculinity that goes on, you know. And I give you a perfect example. So there's this thing with snitching. So the young generation, I feel, they have this thing mixed up with snitching. Because they think that snitching is, so for example, if you and your mans go and rob a bank, okay, and there's a lady there minding her own business trying to, you know, put in the deposit or whatever. She don't know you from a hole in the wall. Okay, you two go in, all right, you rob the place. And then she goes to the cops when the cops come and they question everybody. And she tells the cops, yeah, there were two guys. And she points you two out. That is not snitching. Let me repeat that again. That is not snitching. I'm going to tell you what is snitching. Snitching is when you and your mans go rob the bank, okay, so if it's me and someone else, we go and rob the bank and then the cops talk to me and I say, oh yeah, me and this guy did it. He was in on it. That is snitching. And people don't know the difference. 
And what happens is the OGs are not schooling the young black men because of, we could talk about many things, the fathers not being there, the, the, the school to prison pipeline. We could talk about all that good stuff. But they're not, there's not enough men that are teaching these younger men, young men, these things in the way of how things work as a grown adult male. Especially as a black man. And then you have 45 and 50 year olds who run around here thinking they're 22. Because they never had a grown man or an OG, a real OG. Not an OG street nigga who just be just saying anything. I'm talking about an OG who, who basically is talking to them about being a grown adult male. When it's time to handle business, it's time to handle business. So, we got to get better at that as a as a whole. You know what I'm saying? We got this is why I'm so passionate about, you know, helping the young men in our community prosper because they don't know. They think they know. They think, you know, they live in a cocoon. I understand it. You know what I'm saying? When I was 20 years old in Brooklyn and, you know what I'm saying, things were hectic out there in the street. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't know what was going on. You know what I'm saying? My parents, you know, they was doing their thing, working and, and providing for us and everything. But I had to, you know, navigate through the streets on my own. You know what I'm saying? My parents didn't have, you know, time to, to school me on that. You know what I'm saying? So I had to learn shit on my own. And... It's hard when you don't have a... I'm not saying you can't make it if you don't have a male influence, but it makes the journey much more difficult. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, that's what I want to talk about because we got to get ourselves together and teach these young men and women too. I don't want to exclude the women in this situation because as a young, as young black women... A lot of times they get misconstrued about what's a real woman and what's a bad bitch. Same concept, you know? And if you want to um, kind of understand that dynamic, I suggest you listen to um, Lupe Fiasco's song, um, Bad Bitch. That's a great song, and it talks about, you know, how women, they confuse the bad bitch and how that. You know, pertains itself to relationships and how that transpires because, you know, there's not a, a father around. And so, obviously, in the black community, that's a huge issue. And so, we just got to get better. We just, we just got to get better. We, it's, it's about knowledge. First, it's about knowing. Once you know, now there's information that you know. Then the next step is applying that information to something tangible. And so that's what we got. That's the next step. All right. We know about the prison. I mean, the school, the prison pipeline. We know about the discrimination. We know about the racism. We know about all that. We know about the the unemployment for black men is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. Even if you do have a degree, it, it, it's ridiculous. And so... Um, we just have to work together in order to get our community to respect us 
and see us as grown adults and not children and dependents. So, um, that's my rant on that. And, um, and so I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I know I was going off the handles and everything, but these are things that I really wanted to talk about and discuss. And these are all connected, um, as far as black entrepreneurship, the reason why this all this intertwines with black entrepreneurship is because you have to have the mindset of a black entrepreneur and understand that um, there's a mindset that goes with that. So you have to clear out all misconceptions, all things that you may think you know, but don't. And so the mindset got to be right. So once we break down these actual situations, okay, then I could kind of move forward with the actual entrepreneurship part. But first, a lot of episodes is going to be focused on the psychological mind. And when I talk about this, I'm including myself in this. So this is not something that I'm just I'm just spitting and not trying to put into not trying to incorporate into my life. I'm trying to incorporate these thoughts and these feelings into my life and actions. So the same thing that I'm telling you, the struggles and everything, I struggle with also. And I and I try and I'm working on that to make myself a better man and you know, better boyfriend and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Better hope you know, maybe maybe a better husband. I don't know. I'm not on that level, you know, but it is what it is. So, I, you know, I just want to prepare myself for all levels of, you know, being with a woman just in case I may decide to go down, you know, that road and have kids. And, you know, I want my kids to look up to me and to say, you know, my father, he's a good man. And, you know, he inspired me. You know, I want my... I want my hero to be my daddy. You know what I'm saying? I want that. And so that's what I'm working on, you know, as myself and seeing where I want to go with that. And so I believe other black men should work on themselves with that as well and find out what they want. You know what I'm saying? And if they're already there, they should work on themselves every day to, you know, make sure that their kids, you know, do look up to them and their kids, you know, are the heroes and or look at them as heroes or whatever so but um thank you for joining um my podcast um subscribe to the youtube channel um i'm gonna have other videos on probably starting next week um right now the youtube channel is luis martinez msol again that's luis martinez msol and um You can also find me on Instagram, Lucito, the underscore entrepreneur. And you can also find me on Facebook, Luis Martinez, if you don't have me there already. Um, So just look out for the next episode. Um, Right now, the new episode of the Tech Minority Report is on. So check that out right now on iTunes. I co-host with um, Nate Turnbull and H. Puentes. So check that out. And I'll see you guys later. Peace.